Welcome to Fod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. I'm Max, and I tribute two pink roses to summon one black rose. I'm Audrey, a.k.a. I believe in women's wrongs. <laughs> and we have a special guest in the studio with us today. Hi, uh, I'm Sam, a.k.a. Wait, what the fuck? This isn't the LARP event I signed up for. <laughs> Homie came out of the fucking Dressrosa Coliseum. <laughs> uh, hey! You're on, you're on podcast, Sam. Longtime listener of the show. Uh, Discord member. Friend of the show. Welcome. That's me. Uh, you say Cab Fudo. You know it. That's so true. I'm always saying this. Um, well, is as we always do with guests, uh, go ahead and, if you would, tell us of your experience with Yu-Gi-Oh! What brought you here today? All right. Um, funny enough, this show and somewhat these episodes... Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds aired from, like, 2011 to about 2013-ish, which is right when I was, like, between 11 and 13 myself. And before the next series, Zexel, started, um, they would air a ton of reruns of early 5Ds on, like, Saturday morning cartoon channels. So, and only, like, the first 15, 20 episodes. So I got to see... You say get out of satellite. I got to see this like <laughs> tournament so many fucking times. The greatest hits, you might say. Yeah, yeah. best of. Yeah, and a, a little bit of the next arc as well. Um, but I am so excited for you guys to talk about that, so I won't spoil it. Um, and then after that, I actually got into the physical trading card game. You know, dual monsters. Wait, no, it's called Yu-Gi-Oh here because we live in the worst <laughs> it's, timeline. It's just called Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's actually called Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG. Hmm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! That card guy! Yeah, the, that, the card game. Um, I played a bunch of it in like middle school, high school, um, but I stopped watching the show sometime in like the mid-2010s, and I got back into it when I was in college, and a couple years ago, I picked up this podcast, because I was like, hey, I wonder if there are any Yu-Gi-Oh! podcasts. Um, and sure enough, you guys were on, like, right near the end of Duel Monsters. I think you were in the Egypt arc when I picked up the podcast. If I was a host, then yes. Yeah, um, you guys, you you were definitely there. Um, yeah, then, so... then yes, because I was not there before then. I let the, I let everyone else do season four. That was, <laughs> that, that was, was a their ride. burden. That was a ride to listen to. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of a, like, late millennial zoomer when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't know shit about Duel Monsters or GX. Give me that good card games on motorcycles. I mean, um, that's the beauty of it, right? It's like, and it's going to be much more of a thing later on when the series like really don't have any connections to each other, but 5 is only tenuously related to the original series. Oh yeah, there's a ton of like YouTube videos out there about like the full Yu-Gi-Oh! timeline explained. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's Iceberg Explained. Yeah, literally. Um, and the later series are and it's a lot literally of fun. just the it's literally just the Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Titanic sinking. There is no timeline. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, um, I I know I, I watched a lot of Five Ds because the reruns were on. Um, the show I like, quote unquote, grew up with is definitely Zexel because um, I was around for its whole runtime. Yeah, and then the later shows I, I kind of kept up with like Arc Five, and then actually watched. Um, Vrain's 
entirely legally online uh-huh, yeah. when it was coming out. Um, and it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Arc 5 kind of dies in its latter half, but uh, you'll get there eventually. Can't wait. Can't I look? I've I can't been wait this. to have like a wife and two kids and send my kids off to college and still be podcasting about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, yeah how, how else are you going to be the breadwinner of the family? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely what brings in the big bucks. Yeah, well, this isn't your guys' career. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we got episodes to talk about. I we sure do. <laughs> we to, sure do. To, oh, to, to enter enter battle. Uh, th- this is episode fifteen of Five Ds. I feel like Crunchyroll kind of fucked up the translation of the title and made it a little too long because, according to the website, the title is "Duel of Fortune Cup Begins." Giant air raid. Giant bomber air raid. I, I think yeah. they just repeated that. No, it, yeah. it is super long, but uh, the the literal translation that I have in my fan sub is Dual Fortune Cup commences Great Aerial Assault Giant Bomber Air Raid. Wow, they really... Yeah, I feel like we only needed about a third of that, but okay. They really so, fucking tokusatsu'd it up. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. The Great Aerial Assault is a description of what happens, and then Giant Bomber Air Raid is just the name of the card. That's right. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. why that's why it's two of them. Yeah, because we get one of them is literally just the because they always do that. It's like the knight appears, Gaia the Great Knight, you know, or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then over in Dubland, we get episode fifteen. Welcome to the Fortune Cup. Yeah. yeah okay. See. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I like, halfway through that, I was really afraid four kids were going to do some kind of like Guns and Roses gag. Um, no, I'm pretty sure they, like, stay away from that for the most part. Yeah. God help us when Yukio has to go to the jungle. At least it wasn't a duel to remember. (laughs) Don't worry, we don't talk about that. (laughs) The plot point has been resolved. Uh, So, it starts out with Lua, who's, like, disguised himself as Luca, going very far, wearing, like, lipstick and having his hair up, and he's also 11 doing this, which is... This is is the future liberals want. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and like as he walks in with Yusei, Luca's like, "You do not look like me at all, my brother." And Yusei's like, "You don't need to wear lipstick, dude." Yeah, yeah he's like, "It's you should, fun. You should get rid of the makeup." Yeah. and Luca's like, "Oh, but why?" Yeah, this is fun. He's he's having a good time with it. I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, <laughs> let him cook. Uh, we 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 get the opening and. As we see the big ass stadium, we get our, our our wonderful friend, the announcer, who just yells in English, "Everybody, listen!" Uh, and like he introduces the dual cup, and Jack like pops out after having like summoned Red Demon's Dragon to kind of fly around the arena and like hype up the crowd. And again, this is a lot different than other Yu-Gi-Oh series because that is just a real dragon. That is not a card. That is a real fucking living being that is flying around the stadium right now, and no one fucking realizes that. But there's a lot of that in this episode, isn't it? Uh, isn't there? Um, he also does a sick flip. He does oh, do a sick yeah, flip. It's really fun. <laughs> Jack gets a really, whole wrestling intro. It is particularly <laughs> funny to see. So it's like a motocross flip kind of thing, but it's particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. funny to see on something that is a full circle. Right. <laughs> exactly. So rather, rather than like flip around like on the axis of the circle, right? Like it turns, it turns like a flipping a coin. He does like a fucking barrel roll, and it looks, yeah. it looks like yeah. he is a coin that someone has thrown up, and they are going to shoot with an arrow. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna shoot a bullet through it. Pew! Uh, well, little see... Annie Oakley action. <laughs> yeah. That would be a great Yu-Gi-Oh character, an Annie Oakley. 
That'd be cool, yeah. I mean, we kind of de- have had, like, sort of Desperado-like characters before. I have some good news. G- fuck yes. Fuck yes. Tremendous. <laughs> you guys hey, are did you guys know? Love... I, so, I'm a very stupid person. Um, I don't know I a lot of things. I make very little money. <laughs> I make very little money. All day I work hard. Um, do you know why they're called spaghetti westerns? Yes, yes. because they're made by Italians. I did not know that until about last week. Wait, really? I one. Is this I'm because, not. I, is this this is not a bit. I'm, I'm not shonens? bullshitting you. Is this because of hamburger shonens? No. Wait. Thank you, okay, I'm not, for that, Audrey. By the way. I'm not even fucking touching that right now. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what were we fucking? Katie and I were watching something like a week or so ago. I'm a texter, even though she's in the other room, and she probably she might even be napping right now. While um, you while you do that, uh, someone. I asked this because there's a tweet that went down around in this last week where it's like, it's so funny that spaghetti westerns are called that because they were made by Italians. Imagine Marvel movies being called uh, hamburger shonens. Hamburger shonens. That's. I think my favorite response to that was someone giving like better answers for hamburger yeah, shonens. Yeah, it was like it was Avatar like, The Last Airbender and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah Avatar, Teen Titans, that kind of stuff. God. Yeah. Regar- oh, I think it was I think it was like a trivia show. Um, and there's a question about like the good, the bad, and the ugly there. Anyway. But yeah, that I don't even remember what I interrupted to talk about how I don't know things. But regardless, um, we see the the um. We talk about desperados. Up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I because uh, yeah, I have some good news. <laughs> you, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy what's coming up. <laughs> uh, we see the duelists who are taking part in this cup. I didn't write down most of their descriptions, but like it's 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 you say it's Lua, it's Aki, and then five uh five jobbers. Like, you can say it. I don't know. I mean, one of them is competent. You have a very tall man in a very tiny, like, crop top vest. You have f- fucking King Arthur. Yep. Um, I don't remember who the other two were because I was really distracted on, like, the fucking, the guy who shops at Evil Gap and is wearing the evil robes. <laughs> yeah, the, the like, robe guy. And then um, there's a professor. He gets introduced as the professor. Um, I don't even and, think like, these guys else. get introduced for us. They're just there. <laughs> Yeah, it might be because they cut other stuff, but like they take a second to be like, "Hey, this is this guy's name," and then move on. This is the nutty professor. Yeah, uh, they're just like as everyone's looking at them, someone notices the little Dorito etched into Yusei's face and starts freaking out that like I don't know a dual convict is led into this. I can't tell if they don't like him because he's like satellite trash or if they don't like him because he's a criminal. It's a little bit of both. It seems yeah. like. I think for me, it's mostly the latter part. Um, be, and I think it's less like dislike, like, and much more fear. Well, no, they do dislike him. There's a lot a of lot booze of, coming out of the so, crowd. <laughs> one of them, uh, yeah, someone, someone specifically says, like, I should be there instead of a criminal. <laughs> um, yeah, but, there's, there's definitely some kind of line about, like, this guy shouldn't be here. But, like, so th- one of the guys, one of the other contestants, Bomber, like, takes the mic at this. And oh, his name's Bomber? His name is Bomber. His, his name Bomber. in English is Greiger. Or Geiger. Wow, I, I can't imagine why they changed that. Yeah. Um, Greiger? I barely know her. It's, it's very funny that he is the one who takes the mic, though. Yeah. Um, because I have, some, I have some notes from the dub. Ooh. The announcer, the MC, is voiced by your friend and mine, four kids' favorite man, Sean Schemmel. Okay. And, uh, and you want to know who Greiger... a guy, actually. You want to know who Greiger's voiced by? <laughs> sure. Sean Schemmel. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. We love yep. we love our friend Sean. We love, we our, love friend our friend Sean, Sean so much. Like there's so much shit going on in like all of a minute. Like I I noticed like as they're pulling back on the like group shot, 
they look rough. Like all every single face looks really rough. Mm-hmm. Why are and you I feel me? Bad. I'm me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like when you when you pause in Mario Kart and look at the crowds and they're all just like flat textured. It's not. It's not. It's, it's look. You know what? I'm gonna make the argument you can make with racing games, where racing games have a lot of like beautiful overall detail, but like some things look kind of weird if you zoom in. But it's like because you're going so fast, you can't really tell the individual details and just kind of see like a, a, a smudged up larger picture. And this is a racing anime, basically, so I'm applying I'm, it here too. <laughs> well, that's the worst part is I'm not even talking about the crowd. Like you say, and Leo's faces are oh, uh, <laughs> they're well. really something. I mean, I feel like, I, I think, you know what, we're used to that because it was a lot more evident. I, like, I haven't been with 5Ds long enough to really notice it here, but it was a lot more evident in Duel Monsters and GX, where you could really tell, like, how different animation teams, like, handed off each episode because some characters, like, you know, they're drawn differently, but, like, there there were some episodes of Duel Monsters especially where, like, Yami's hair would, like, some randomly be, like, one and a half times as large as it should be. Some, like, I think especially you see that with, like, when he killed Weevil in season four. Like, his hair is, like, three times the mass of the entire rest of his body. Like, I feel like we, we've been, like, dealing with that. of just like, oh, different animators. But sometimes they do look like, hey, who's that? That's not my friend. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely been a while since I went back to, like, a late 2000s anime. So it was a bit of a, mm-hmm. a culture shock, I guess. Sure. Um... But yeah, Gregor, oh, Gregor wait, yeah. or Bomber, Bom- whichever. So yeah, he basically is like, you know, he like calls out the crowd. It's like, if he's here, he has a legitimate reason to be here. Like, don't like shit on someone that you don't know anything about. <laughs> he just uh, has the duelist respect. Right, basically. Yeah, he, he is he is bowing out of a 90 degree angle. Um, respect. Respect. Yeah, they really <laughs> get across that he's the like honorable opponent. Right, yeah. Uh, and, like, Godwin addresses the crowd, too. Mostly oh, saying, yeah. yes. No, sorry, this, this, oh, right, so, what? this is what I wanted to say about it. So he's basically, like, it doesn't matter if he's a criminal, like, he has a right to duel, which is actually fundamentally untrue in this society. But you know what, Bomber, oh, you shit, got the right. spirit. It is literally illegal for him to duel. Well. Uh, but... You know what, Bomber, you have the spirit. And Godwin stands up and applauds this, and it's like, why are you clapping? It's your society, fuckface. Yeah. Hey, come on, he's Rex Goodwin. He's solved classism. What a guy. It, it's it's like how, you know, like, politicians in the present would be like, we have to do something about, you know, X. And everyone's like, you're in charge of X. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and Godwin, like, introduces the tournament, too, and everyone gets hyped, and... We like smash cut to Godwin and Jaeger in like some executive room. Um, I love talking Jaeger to... so much. Jaeger's, I love this evil clown baby. He's so good. I want oh, his wait. gender. Wait, hang on. Before we move on to this, I yes. do have to bring up uh, a dub specific thing. Um, when they are introducing everybody, we get our like basically only line about this because we had that whole fucking amnesia subplot in the last right. couple episodes. Right as the episode's starting, Leo calls you say like Mr. Amnesia Man because apparently he still hasn't told them his name, even though he remembered. Cool, um, awesome, yeah. Tremendous. And then when when he's introduced as you say Fudo, Leo looks up at him and he's like, "Hey, your name's you say," and he's like, "Yep, that's me." Oh my god! And it's never brought up again. This is awful, Lord Almighty. <laughs> Why did four kids do this? <laughs> no one made them. 
They did it by themselves. God. Anyway, we see Godwin and Jaeger in executive room. They're talking to the scientist from the first episode whose name I still don't remember. It's Zigzix, at least in the dub. It's um, Aksu. Oh, that's right, Akutsu. Yeah, no, Zigzix is the name of like a fucking Machina from Xenoblade, whatever. Um, like a Superman villain, isn't it? He's a fucking. Uh, that's her, that's, that's mix, Mr. Mixispitalik. Different, but close. Yes, this guy's a fucking Crash Bandicoot villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is <laughs> Fr- Professor Nitro. Yeah, this, this is. Um, I'm going to spend the rest of the episode thinking about a Yu Gi Oh! cross Crash Bandicoot fucking evil scientist pun name. Anyway. He's talking about how he's created a brand new invention, the D-Sensor, which basically is like, it's a scouter for signers, basically. Like, it's there to lock onto their energy signature that's generated while they duel. Uh, because Moment is so good, and we gotta get more of it. Oh yeah, signers. it's called Moment for you guys. We get yeah, Ener-D. What's it for y'all again? It's Ener-D, with, which Shit. I assume is like E-N-E-R dash capital D. Oh, Ener-D's nuts! Yep. And uh, the right. Well, thank you all for listening the... to Pot of Greed. It's been a really <laughs> you really do not get to say that, episode. my friend. You I think of it's all more that people... I forgot it was call NRD, so it's just like I just got hit with fucking like Kenshiro's one thousand fist attack. <laughs> um, yeah, and the device is called the Detector. Yeah, okay, that I'll, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm okay again. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that 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 one I'll give to them actually. We we like it. Um, and like yeah, the, the first duel is going to be Lua against Bomber. That's me uh, at the club. <laughs> um, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> um, Bomber, as Bomber and Lua like shake hands before the duel. Bomber's like, I don't think you're like Bomber. is very obvious. I don't think you're that little girl. And Lua's like, I'm normal. Let's do it, please. Doesn't yeah, matter. Um, and in the fucking like staging area, as Leo walks away to start the duel. Uh, he walks past the guy who will become very relevant next episode and says, nice stash. <laughs> like a little I, that, that dude's stash is killing me. It, he, he genuinely does look like Terrence Darby from JoJo's. Does, that. does Lewis say anything in the sub? Or does it nope. just kind of move on? <laughs> of course. Of fucking course. For, look, Ugh. it's not a four kids anime if they don't add superfluous dialogue every fucking scene they need to. When like you can't see a character's mouth, so they don't need to add any more of it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Schrodinger's dialogue. If you can't see a character speaking, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God! God knows, Evangelion's full of that. Then, <laughs> um, so they begin the duel, and Bomber plays Star Blast. Uh, he can pay five hundred life points to lower a monster star by one. So he plays a five star. That's a four star now. So he can plop it on the field. Uh, summon reactor. It's like a fucking. Uh, it's cool. It's kind of like a transformer that doesn't transform, but like it is a humanoid robot made of like. A helicopter kind of looking thing. Yeah, it's a fucked up like uh, biplane looking guy. Does it have letters on you guys? It. I think. I think it's like may. like mili- military stenciled letters. I don't think I paid enough attention to if it. Yeah, did or not. it. D- yeah, it, it says. Have... I'm on the wiki for it, and it says like a bunch of Japanese characters and then AI. Hmm. Interesting. And oh, in English, okay. it is called Summon Reactor SK. Hmm. Shrimp interesting. It's probably maybe the letters add up to be something. Who can say? Who knows? Uh. Lua plays his cool cell phone, um, and 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 the whole the whole thing with Bomber's deck is he plays these reactor monsters, which uh, wouldn't you know it, they react to the card that is in their name. So summon reactor deals eight hundred damage to Lua when he summons a monster. Uh, he'll later play trap reactor and magic reactor that 
predictably deal 800 damage whenever Lua plays one of those kinds of cards. Uh, like, once per turn, it'll do one of those effects. It also so. has, like, 2,000 attack points. And, like, I he again, he used a card that lowered its level from 5 to 4. But something that does that much direct damage for something that is done basically every turn and also has 2,000 attack points feels a little OP for a 5-star monster. They well, needed you, Lua to lose very badly. Yeah, well, that's the cool thing, is, like... The way they translate the actual card game to the anime is really interesting because in the anime, you start with 4,000 life points. In real life, in the card game, you start with 8,000. Yeah, you know, because you played a little, Audrey. I know that much. Yeah. Um, That always amazed me as a kid, by the way, because, like, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, when it was 2,000 life points, and I played one of the games, and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with eight? This is too many. Yeah. Not yeah, I, lose in one turn. That's what you're gonna do. I also, I also did the same thing. And when we got to Battle City and started doing like tribute summons, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, learning learning how the right. rules actually work is a fucking trip. Um, <laughs> it also means that burn strategies like this aren't nearly as effective in real life, um, but they are really cool. Um, the summon reactor, the reactor monsters are one of my favorite little like bad lines of cards. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I I feel like I'm always drawn to worse things that are more interesting than like, you know, meta pick stuff like that. So I, I like, you know, when a when a card's like a collection of little freaks like this. Yeah. Why uh, must the card be good? Is it not enough <laughs> to do eight hundred attack points directly to your opponent when uh when they summon a card? Yeah. Well and if it was just that, it would be better. But it's only once per turn. Right, right. yeah. Uh we hit the break like partway through this duel i didn't realize like the episode was going by pretty quickly at this point um yeah it kind of flies by i was really surprised duels Uh, are duels or duels 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 are not why we're here which is a funny thing to say about a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast but that's why i'm here baby don't don't fucking don't discount that for everyone i am a sicko and i love to see it i like Um, when combos happen yeah, there's we, a couple we, little details I'd like to point out. We do love to see number go up, and yes, we would love to hear your details. I'm just saying that Max and I, at least, the, oh, the yeah, noble sure. hosts of Fod of Greed, are not here for du- the duels. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So first of all, you can kind of see the card that Greiger um, sets face down, which I think is cool. Um, so you get a little bit of dramatic irony of like, oh, it's actually a trap where we know what it is, um, but Lua Leo doesn't. And then the other thing is... Um, you guys have mentioned before how the people that worked on the show actually know about the card game, so they put in like stuff that actually works. Um, the cards that Leo plays this duel specifically, um, Selfon, Boomboxen, um, they are actually pieces of a deck from around this time period in the actual card game, which was uh, Morphtronic OTK. Ooh. Um, it's still a thing you can do. It's not as good because there's been a decade of power creep. Um, but using uh, Selfon to special summon or like add and special summon cards from your deck and boombox in to like double attack and boost attack is still a viable thing you can do. Cool. Yeah, That's Gadget Hauler sucks, need. but it's still a thing you can use. Yeah, it's always fun to win with off meta picks. Listen, like I said, it's it's really fun for me to use the deck that I really that I built for last year's Cup of Greed. Um, that's a GX era deck, um, and it's still really good and go against like 2022, 2023 decks, which I've done a few times and win fairly right. handily. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. It's one of my favorite things about Yu-Gi-Oh is like, yeah. sometimes there's cards from like 
2006 that just randomly become good because a new card came out and it's like oh hey this is like just the thing i need for this one specific like corner case right. it's like oh there's an interaction here hot damn yeah literally last year we got 10,000 dragon as like the commemorative 10,000th card and you can play whatever the fuck you want it's Yu-Gi-Oh, baby. Yeah. no yeah. rules just right i uh i do love <laughs> um yeah just uh, you know, seeing a pendulum summon and blacking out immediately, and then just banishing the card. <laughs> no, we're not playing this game. Yeah, um, yeah. you guys, you don't have to worry about that for two more shows. Yeah, great, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, Bomber continues his strategy, and his strategy is getting each of these cards out. So he has two more um. Uh, reactors that he brings out. One of them is trap, and one of them is magic. You won't believe what they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Buzzfeed, you won't believe what these reactor monsters do. Yeah. Number three uh, will shock you. Uh, uh, Lua certainly doesn't. It takes him a hot minute to <laughs> to figure out what they do. Um, yeah. But same thing as summon reactor. They, you know, every time Lua plays a trap or magic card, they also once per turn uh, deal eight hundred attack points to him. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, as as all the best strategies um, end in, uh, Lua's able to get around this by summoning Optimus Prime. Yeah! Dad's here. It, Dad's here. <laughs> Which it's, literally it's... is Optimus Prime because he's playing a Transformer deck. Like, this is yeah. literally supposed to be Optimus Prime. It, it, it's it fucking, fucking sucks that Gadget Hauler doesn't uh, mode change. But if it did, we know who it'd be. Yeah, it's weird, right? That it just turns into a big gun. Like, that's Megatron's thing, right? Yes. Yes. It's a subversion of expectations. He's a P-38 Walder. Oh, an Optimus. Optimus is a Peterbilt, right? He big truck. I don't, know truck. The, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know the breeds of CarMax. Stop you're asking tell, me. You're telling me Peter built this truck? Anyway. Uh, so as as Lua continues to duel, you say like in the crowd. Oh, sorry. Uh, Akutsu is like constantly turning up the sensitivity on the um, D-Finder. And like the more he does it, Luca in the crowd is like, oh, shit, fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm getting dual headache, you guys. I have I have a dragon migraine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like it's... fucking one punch man threat levels. This is not a tiger level migraine. This is a dragon level migraine. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like I like how they keep cutting back for it as like a B plot. Um, also, there's that fucking shot of Zigzig's doing his weird eye shit. And it does the Scooby Doo bongos. Yep, it, I wondered if that was a dub only thing, but no, everyone gets it. <laughs> it cracked me up. This guy rules. <laughs> like Godwin's entire team is so funny. I love all of them <laughs> a lot. He's like, now that I've been reading Golden Kamui, I can make this joke. He's like Lieutenant Surumi and just like assembling a horde of complete fucking lunatics that work under him. Yeah, and I guess like kind. <sighs> I was gonna say that uh, Mikage is like uh, Tsukishima, but she is less normal than Tsukishima is. She's like Koido. I was gonna say, she's like Usami. No um, way, she's like, okay. I want to see her be like Usami. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a bad comparison, comedy. let's go. It's good. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, he plays Optimus Prime. At some point, like, after um, Lua thinks he has it in the bag, like, we see Yusei thinking to himself, uh, Lua's still worried only about his own combos and not what happens next. And for some reason, Bomber, like, he manifests a fucking new type psychic rage demon. He like, does the just... fucking thing Dozel did with Big Zam. The big yeah, shadow. like, what the fuck was this? Why did he do this? He's... Like, demonstrably not a signer, so he could just do it, I guess. 
Yeah, he just is really no way to describe it other than he manifests a psychic rage demon to scare the fuck out of Lua, and then like, uh, you know, Lua can't do anything, and and he eventually like does a big attack with Optimus Prime at Bomber, and like when the smoke clears, Bomber's just standing there completely fine. Uh, he he's able to combine all three of his um feels bad his, his, his the things with a Delta reactor, um, which just it, it's this thing called Giant Bomber Air Raid. It's just like. I thought they were going to combine to be like an actual kind of like like a floating fortress type thing, but it looked like they're just kind of all shoved together. We don't even really get a good look at it, honestly. Yeah, um, you will later. They kind of save it for a later okay. episode. You, we just get a little glimpse at it. And in the dub, uh, the three reactors are Summon Reactor SK, Trap Reactor Wi-Fi, um, and Spell Reactor RE, which make uh, Flying Fortress Skyfire. Hey, I can spell. <laughs> Look at that. The words came together. Wonderful. Yeah, it rules. Uh, I love, love to see him. I love spelling. Uh, and yeah, it just completely obliterates Lua. Like, he can't do nothing about it. And like, yeah, he's just, he's he, he's eliminated from the tournament after Bomber's like, ah, oh, you're, you're, you fucked your combo up so bad, dude. You don't know how to duel. Um, but, but he's still even, he wasn't like an asshole to Lua, I guess. Like, he's still thinking to himself, like, yeah, show me the fire in your eyes when you duel. So he still wants Lua to at least like, you know. Do a decent job dueling. He doesn't want like a pushover opponent. He's like a yeah. weird character because he's like kind They're of all an weird asshole. They're but, in a Yu-Gi-Oh show. Yeah, but he's like it, like I feel like he was like designed with very unclear motivations. He's kind of like the fight sexual of the guys that we've seen so far. He yeah, just wants a good duel. He just likes battling. Yeah, but he's also kind of an asshole. Anyway, but. Uh, he was like, cool, I saw... And then he's like, even though it was weak, I saw your warrior spirit for a moment. It's like, alright. Alright, dude. <laughs> he's 11, dude. Um, okay, Dozel Zobby. Uh, yeah, and before we move on from the duel, um, I have something cool to show you guys. Actually, two cool things. Um, so you mentioned it last time. Um, I will just end up throwing these in the chat. So the... One of the Morphtronics that Leo uses is called... In the dub, at least, uh, Morphtronic Datatron. Well, in the Japanese, I think his name is like Igniter or something. I don't know if it's shown in the subtitles. Um, no, they call it Datatron, so it's like what they're actually saying. Okay. Igniter. But, um, it's ch- yeah, Chakan. Yeah, the Japanese version of his art looks like this. Um, feel free to look it up at home. You can just like search Japanese art Datatron. And then the English version of his art looks like this. They did a really fucking good job of taking a lighter and turning it into a okay, little flash drive that, guy. Yeah, th- I was going to say, because, like, you can see the lighter nozzle, and he, like, has it in the show, like, yeah, at least they, for us. They couldn't take that all out for the dub, uh-huh. but for the card art, they did an incredible job. Um, they, <laughs> like, they fucking branded two gigabytes onto his side. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave him the little, like, square USB holes with the, like, line down the side and that mm. big-ass two gigabytes, and it's even on the background art as well. Where you can see his like. Oh my god, you form. can! You're right. All right, that's so cool. I'll yeah, I'm into this. He's fun. I like yeah. him. He's a, a little hot USB. Yeah, sometimes um, sometimes Konami's uh, localization team does a really good job, uh, and sometimes they do shit like this, um, which is my next example, which is our big boy himself, Flying Fortress Skyfire. Um, so the Japanese art for Skyfire is pretty normal. He looks like this. Yeah, he got the fucking rockets in the crotch and Yeah, they definitely get rid of the crotches, huh? Uh you guys fucking nailed it. The English <laughs> version of Flying Fortress Skyfire looks like 
that. No, I they, wish he had Zork's dragon oh, dick. Man, they, they circumcised fucking, him. <laughs> they castrated a robot. God. Nah, man, they didn't take his balls. They they circumcised him. Uh, they, <laughs> they took his whole dick off. They took his whole dick off. Very sad. But yeah, that that's my little um, localization corner. I mean, I guess if you're gonna have just like bombs you can drop gravity style, I guess it makes sense to put them there. I don't know. Not using it's not <laughs> a whatever. Weird. <sighs> Thanks for kids for getting rid of the rocket missile penis. Uh, and as the episode ends, um, Luca's like feeling better since the uh, detector is not making her brain explode anymore. Um, they're kind of like in the WWE back halls of the arena, and. Mm. Uh, Bomber meets Jaeger who congratulates him on the duel and Bomber's like I didn't duel a signer like that kid didn't you know that that kid's no one important and Jaeger's like oh that's fine we found out who's in the crowd and then he fucking shows him a file that has like a fucking stamp on it that says twins how often is he using this stamp (laughs) and they fucking say back and forth like it's a goddamn comedy bit Gregor's like twins and he goes twins Is that the fucking Spongebob bit when they think they're on an alien planet and they hold, like, the fucking the, the water bottle thing, like, the, the water pad up to the camera and their hands are behind them with a flashlight, just like, twins. Yeah. God. Uh, That's very cool 15. of Gregor to not out Leo, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah he says it, he like, says it to himself, but he doesn't, like, you know, shout it to the fucking stadium that this isn't who's supposed to be here. I mean, he says right. it to, like, Jaeger as well. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's the duelist respect. And it, there's also, also obviously a deal that, like, Jaeger made with Bomber right. to, like, reveal the signers. Um, because Bomber goes back to him after, uh, and Jaeger congratulates him on the win in very creepy um, gender way. And, right. um, you know, Bomber's like, hey, that's not what we agreed upon. You said I was dueling a girl, and no matter how you look at it, that was a boy. And Jaeger's like, yeah, don't worry about it. We found what we needed. You're good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's chill. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah, kind of just a big duel episode. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the next one will be about. Before that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, open up your phones. It's time for 5Gs. <laughs> It's time for videos game. I'll perfect. I'll perfect the intro to that bit eventually. <laughs> was that? Oh, sorry. I didn't even realize you were trying to do something there. I thought that was pretty well, good, but that's all I need to hear, Audrey. I'll work harder next week. <laughs> um. Cool. Hide your conservative uncle. It's time for five G. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, Sam, since you're a guest, uh, how about you go first? What you been playing? Okay, um, so I have two games I'd like to talk about. Um, the first one is just kind of on the side. I've been um, sucked in by another Riot Games creation with Valorant. Cool little like CSGO clone that also has uh, characters that you can pick. Um, it's like if Overwatch and CSGO had a baby. It's pretty cool. It's CSGO Overwatch. Exactly. Uh, Counter Legends Global Ohio. Um <laughs> But yeah, that, that's a fun little game. I like to play it. But the other, the big one is uh, Persona 5 Royal. Um, yes. I played the vanilla version in like 2017, right when it came out. Um, 
because funny little story time, I had broken my wrist at the time and I couldn't do shit else. So um, every night after school, I went down and played uh, Persona 5 for an hour or two. And it's still good, folks. It's a good game. Yeah, it's... I'm not I'm not huge on the new royal characters, but I think they do a fairly good job. And it's not like I'm ever going to turn down more uh, Phantom Thieves content, especially uh, my sicko little boy Akechi. He's great. I love that kid. I will say, Royal's what made Akechi my favorite character in the game. Like, he, he, oh, yeah, he really like, had a lot less in the base game, and then Royal made him just, like, a complete lunatic. Yeah, I had no fucking idea why people loved Akechi so much in vanilla. Uh, I get it now. He's, he's like, yeah. easily top two. Then again, I think, like, between the time I played the base game and I played Royal, I also, like, I started watching Gundam and realized, like, oh, the best character you could ever make in media is, like, a pathetic man. Yeah. So, like, he, go, going back to... It's like, oh, Akechi, he's been here the whole time. Yeah, he, he slots in really well among, yeah. among your faves. Yeah, and you did, like, everything in Royal, right? Um, Just about, yeah. I didn't quite 100% the game because I didn't do, like, uh, the video games or all the books or anything. But, like, I maxed out every single confidant. I did every dungeon in, like, as little time as possible. Uh, and documented it all in the video James portion of the Discord incredible music i love the jo- new songs joji mager went the hell off well, what about you guys what have you been playing uh audrey sure okay um i beat borderlands 3 again yay um, is it good yet it's <laughs> always good <laughs> it's a good game listen if you don't like borderlands that's your prerogative i'm just sorry that you don't like fun um, it's a fun well, I mean, game yeah it's, it's fun i appreciate the it's like you know the writing's always whatever the fuck in Borderlands, but, like, at least appreciate that the gameplay variety gets better and better. Yeah, I mean, I I will say, I was actually talking about this. So I have, like, a group that I play with, a group of, of three of my friends that I play with. Um, and, like, I-, I was talking about this last time we played, where it's like, I think every game that has come out from Gearbox has improved on the last one. Um, that said, my favorite still is Borderlands 2. There's a difference between what I think is the best game and what I think is my favorite game. Um, right. And yeah, Borderlands sure. 2 is my favorite game because I think the writing in Borderlands 2, the actual story and how it integrated, one of the, the things I think Borderlands does really well and I think is a great way to do a franchise like Borderlands is that all of the PCs from the previous game become NPCs in the next one. Um, that was a very good touch. And, like, having that in Borderlands 2, like, I played Roland in the first game, and getting to Borderlands 2 and seeing Roland and Lilith together was me. I was uh-huh. like, that's me! Why are you me? I'm me! Um, but, like, having that that sort of integration of your story, having be that way that you continue your story and continue to franchise allows you to create new, uh, new main characters, especially, uh, which is especially important in a game that's about multi-class options, um, like Borderlands is. Um, while still preserving, like, the overarching plot of your series, which I think, it, it, it's not something I've really seen any other series do, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was really good. But yeah, no, Borderlands 3 is a good game, I beat it for the first time, I'm doing, um, some of the DLC for the first time. Hell yeah. Ooh, the DLC's good. Yeah, so I'm doing the Handsome Jackpot right now, um, and getting my ass kicked on the regular by, um, all these power-scaled... <laughs> Yep. all these power skilled enemies but it's fine i love having fun um <laughs> and yeah. i will do anything for my wife moxie um 
Uh, actually, well, I I won't announce it yet, but at some point I I have um something to announce regarding Borderlands, me and Borderlands. Um, Hell yeah! So, uh, that will be that will be fun. Uh, yeah. So that's oh, been yeah. really fun, especially like playing with the group that I've been playing with, like. Oh, Borderlands I, is always better co-op. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, like, I always play my game... Like, I, I never buy a game with the intent of doing multiplayer. I always buy it, like, assuming I'm just going to do single player because organizing groups into multiplayer stuff is always really difficult. But, like, having a consistent group that I've been doing this stuff with has been so much fun. Uh, so that's been really enjoyable. Max! Hi! Yeah, how about um, you, buddy? I've been playing the, the. I mean, I'm playing a lot of games. I'm still on that fucking theater of them grind. Getting close. I think I'm like 83% of all quests done in the game. Um, but the main thing I've been playing lately is Pikmin 3. Uh, a friend loaned me his copy of Pikmin 3 on the Switch that has like all the Olimar DLC stuff in it. Um, Unionization Simulator. Yeah. Funny little guys, the game. Yeah. It's a fun game. I was really worried to play it on Switch because I played a little bit of it on Wii U. And the Wii U had such a, a killer gimmick of just having, like, an entire second screen there. So at any time, you could just, like, drag the map around the second screen on, on the gamepad and, and tell your captains where to go. And it is, like, a little bit clunkier on the Switch because, like, you have to, like, hold Y and, and select your captain and make sure that you've, like, thrown them and separated your squad. Um, but you get used to it pretty quickly. And it's a fun game. It's very It's a very easy game. I don't know if that's, like, because it's just easier than the first two Pikmins or if... I'm just an adult now, and I played Pikmin mostly when I was a kid and didn't really, you know, know how to manage the crowds of guys and, like, work efficiently. But doing it now, it's great. I, I finally, I've gotten all five of the Pikmin colors in that game. Uh, I'm really excited for Pikmin 4 to bring back uh, purple and white Pikmin too, because you'll have, uh, what, eight different colors of Pikmin to use in the game, which I feel like you can have some, might be a little too complex, but hopefully the game can be pretty smart about, like, separating what they expect you to like know how to do at the same time but it's a cool game i fought a really cool boss it's like it's called a scornet maestro and it's like this kind of like harp bee thing that also has a squad of a hundred little guys so it's like fighting an army with an army which is very fun it's like something that pikmin hasn't really done before um you can just cheese it also by like running around the arena with like one captain that has no pikmin and it'll like always target whoever the player is controlling so you just kind of stand in the, in the edge of the arena wait for it to attack and then it's like swarm it with your pikmin from behind uh, which trivializes it but it's still, it's really fun. It's very pretty. It's like kind of a bug game, but it's also just like kind of game where you can gawk at lovingly rendered 3D models of fruit and, and the satisfying way they all get juiced. So you can like, you get juiced to spend more days on the planet. Anyway, it's Games a fun with game. Good it's food models are always good. I know, like Final Fantasy 15, fucking Monster Hunter has World. Good food Monster Hunter World. Oh, lest I forget. But that's, that's me. That's Pikmin. Um, before we get back to Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, we would like to extend a big thank you to our $10 patrons, like Ooh. we always do in the middle of the episode. Audrey, who are they? Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to our $10 patrons, uh, Solid Snake, Daniel Kalaskis, Hey It's Ken, Jazz Dumpster, Kether Teradyne, Nira Wyvern, Pagliacci, Proto-J, Sabrina Steele, Sarvis... Erevir, both of whom are here right now, and Draven. Thank you for the money. And now that will bring us to Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's episode 16, which returns Dragon of Destruction, Black Rose Dragon. Episode 16, Battle with the Black Rose. Yeah, hey. I mean, yeah. 
That's what it how, is. Remember how the first two dragons we saw, I was like, uh, Red Demon's dragon's kind of cool, and I don't really care that much for Stardust Dragon. Dude, don't, don't start the Stardust slander with me. Black Rose Dragon's the fucking coolest thing I've seen in my life. I think... I think yeah. Aki might be the coolest character Yu-Gi-Oh has ever created, and her deck reflects that. Yeah, Aki like... is like everyone in the crowd is a goddamn idiot because I am hooting and hollering whenever I see her on screen, and I love everything she does, and I think she should be allowed to kill as many people as she wants. Oh, you she did a murder! Oh no, grow else. up! Grow like, up! <laughs> I'm so glad I can welcome you guys to the um, Aki slash Akiza Azinski fan club uh, uh, oh 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 she russian yeah um it's really funny because in the intro you get all the other introductions and then last it's like and miss akiza azinski and everyone's like wait who the fuck is that (laughs) does she have an accent um no i don't think she has like a russian accent or anything she just she's just there i was about to say there's no way they would do that but then i remember jack yeah, they- <laughs> <laughs> that they literally did do that. They Look, literally did that. We have one fucking guy in this episode already in the dub. I don't need another one. God. Uh, um, but <laughs> the episode starts out. Lou is feeling bad, of course. And you say, just like, hey, it's all right, champ. Just win your next duel. Life goes on. Uh, and like, as he's giving Lou advice, Aki storms across the hallway and like, she and you say are just fucking staring daggers at each other the entire time. Oh yeah, there's that good like freeze frame fucking like yeah, JoJo style color palette swap like fucking yeah, it's the good awesome. vibes. I love it. Uh, we, we see the gladiator who's talking to Godwin. Uh, what's his name? His name is Jill Delanspo. His name in English is rather close to that. It's Gil Deransborg. Okay, yeah, okay. Now I get it, yeah. Yeah, what does he sound like? A guy. Yeah, a guy. Oh boy, do I have some fun shit I mean, to tell also, you guys. It's also really hard for, like, Max and I and us to, like, judge this in Japanese, because unless you get something like Pegasus, where it's, like, so over the top. Right, yeah. Like, like yeah, we can't recognize... Yeah, like, I'm sure recognize... it doesn't come through in translation, yeah. Uh, we just, like, don't recognize accents. Yeah, do they do anything special with the subtitles? Like, give him any kind of, like, any distinct way of speaking at all? Oh, d- d- does he talk with, like, a fucking knightly language thighs and vows in the in the dub? Oh boy, does he. He Tremendous. is full Shakespearean <laughs> accent, and he is voiced by Seto Kaiba. Cool! Fuck yeah! Hey, Dexter, I know him! Yep, he's here, and he's doing a full fucking over-the-top LARP language fucking Shakespeare accent. His like his first fucking sentence to like Rex or Clown Baby, whoever he's talking to, is uh mine opponent shall be of the female persuasion and he's fucking upset about it. Alright. Well <laughs> Well uh, cool. It's bad. Didn't we just get Dan Green or, or, or Eric Stewart. I think Eric Stewart was like the fucking owner of the bootleg bar from like two or three episodes ago, too. You know he, what? He I'm might glad have been. this guy kicks it. Yeah. yeah. He deserves it. He's, he goes full fucking Redditor in the first sentence. I, I assume in the dub he's dead, but he's fine. I don't think they'd show anything specific. They just kind of like, we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, we see as, as Spoilers, he gets on the field. This guy dies, like for real. Yeah, he fucking beefs it real hard. Uh, <laughs> Aki Izayoi takes the field. Uh, she's the coolest character I've seen in my entire life. She's my best friend. She rules. Um, she rules. And like Luca kind of looks at her deck because Luca's the secret signer, not Lua. And Lua's like, huh, her deck looks like it's in pain. Uh, and like, you know, you, you say it feels something from her. Um, and, and we don't really get a whole lot of time for the crowd to talk about her because the battle begins with uh, Jill plays Mask Knight level three uh, and hits Aki with a hit video game Persona Blast. Yeah. Um, he she, does she just a... fucking no sells it. Oh, it's the best. Everyone else is like, uh, oh no, I took damage, flinches, not like, a word. That's not a how movement. you know. That's how you know a Yu-Gi-Oh character's cool. She's given this guy the fucking Goldberg treatment. Yeah. That's how you know where they're just like, huh, interesting. I didn't feel it. Oh, that's uh, so good. She 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 gets kind of blasted turn one though, because he he hits her with Persona Blast and then uh d- does a thing that turns his level three mass knight into a level five mass knight and hits her with like double persona or whatever. Uh so she's at 2,600 life points turn one, which seems a little bit unfair, but yeah, whatever. We we don't get any like special ability names or anything, but we do get some choice fucking Shakespeare language where he's like, I shall call upon mine spell. Cool. I wish I, I would have loved to like be the devil on everyone's shoulder in the writer in like the, the, the four kids dub room and be like, if we don't write all of his lines in iambic pentameter, we're fucked. <laughs> if you're going to make a bit, commit to it fully. Yeah, people forget that there has to be a certain meter involved. Um, yeah, we, we and- do get a cool little bit with the MC um, when it's um, Akiza's first turn, because he's like, or I think it's as they're doing the introductions, I don't know, I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like, um, oh, this is Gilda Ransborg, he has like a reputation as being pretty good at this game, and this is Akiza Azinski from, uh, we don't know where she's from, and she <laughs> we her dueling record is... Uh, we don't have any info. <laughs> this is Akiza cool. Zinsky. <laughs> Your friend and mine, Akiza Zinsky. We all know and love her. We yeah. we uh, do be loving Akiza Zinsky, whoever she is. Yeah. Her deck is really cool. It's just, what if a plant was fucked up? What if a plant was fucked it, up and evil? It kind of takes, um, like, so she actually shares a bunch of cards um, with you, Belle. I believe uh, oh, really? That's yeah. cool. So they both use rose cards. Um, so at the end of season three of Yu-Gi-Oh! When, when Judai is battling Yubel, um, their deck is made of, up of a lot of the same rose cards. Um, Aki has extra cards that are associated with the Black Rose Dragon archetype um, that specifically go into that, but they have a lot of overlap. Um, mm. which makes sense because Yubel was the coolest character that the Yu-Gi-Oh had created yep. before now. So now they're just doing it one better. Um, yeah, passing down the torch. Yeah, with, with Aki here. Um, and, uh, yeah, her cards are all, uh, she uses, like, uh, uh like we said, a, a rose deck and they're all like, it creates like a, a thorny field around the entire duel area that barely anyone can see into and it saps people's strength and it makes it like Jesus crown of thorns kind she, of thing. She hit it with the fucking Donkey Kong Country 2 Bramble Blast. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to hear some more cool shit? Yeah. Fuck yes. Um, okay, so first things first. Akiza's whole style got adapted into um, the card game 
Black Rose Dragon is a really fucking good card, actually. Yeah, it is. Good. Um, as good. soon as it came out, it was like instantly meta. Um, and it's a fan favorite card because uh, everyone loves Akiza. Everyone loves the aesthetic. Um, it did something that nothing else in the card game did up until that point besides like Dark Hole, um, which was banned by this point. Um, and in the decade plus since, we've gotten support for Black Rose specifically in the Rose Dragon archetype. Um, and also this field spell, Black Garden, it's also really good. Um it enables some really big combo decks and some first turn kill stuff um, because whenever you summon a monster, uh, your opponent gets a rose token. And that, like, because Yu-Gi-Oh! is a hell game, enables so <laughs> much insane shit. Yeah, like, she... God, Aki's fun. She's just really cool. Cool hair, cool outfit. I like her cool fucking frilly dress that she wears. And, like... When she when she summons her black rose dragon, she just says like the the rawest line: "The cold flame envelops the entire world. Black flower bloom." And then this fucking just oh, it it it's beautiful yet twisted. It's like all black and red, so it basically looks kind of like Jax, but like its wings are like just the petals of a rose, and it has like, these really cool like uh like vine like streamers coming off of its head, and it has a thorny tail and thorny feet, and just. Oh my god, this thing kicks ass. It's yeah, good to look you, at. I like it. It's really good. Do you guys get much of a sense of her like personality through the duel at all? Like what kind oh, of Oh, absolutely. I mean, sadistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get her mockingly spouting Shakespearean shit back at him. That's Oh, so that's so good. good. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um and <sighs> looking at my notes here. Um it's just like Eric Stewart and Akiza's voice actor really just fucking chewing on these lines. Um, That's awesome. Here's some choice shit from uh, Ransborg. We get, um, like, whenever the, he mentions the level of his monsters, it's level the fifth. Uh, ac- activate their ability most special. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> this fucking loser. <laughs> when he summons something back from the graveyard, he calls it the Yard of Graves. Um, oh, go to hell. <laughs> When, and then his best line in the entire episode is, um, Thine garden is no Eden, but shall fall the same. Oh, holy fuck, though! It is the best line he gets. Holy fuck, though! That's, yeah, like, rules. surprisingly religious imagery for four kids to be using. That's a fucking Fire Emblem crit quote. It is. It rules. It's pick a god and pray, motherfucker. Yeah, he hit her with the fucking Frederick. <laughs> um... He does die, though. Yeah. Yeah, before, so he does before die. Before he gets fucking owned, a uh, lot of Akiza dueling does happens. call him out for being a LARPer. Yeah. Yeah, like, so people are first of all mad at Aki whenever she attacks him, because, like, again, the whole thing is she attacks duelists and they get hurt in real life, presumably because, again, Black Rose Dragon is a living being. It is a real-life dragon that is hurting people right now. You can see it happen in the show. Yeah, they do and call also, her a witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is she? A witch. What was her sister? A princess. Come on, bro. You're gonna tell me I'm wrong? God. There's so much cool little shit in this episode from, like, Gregor and Yusei just hanging out backstage watching the duel. Um, The crowd knowing, like, oh shit, that's Black Rose Dragon. That makes her the Black Rose. Like, it it makes, like, everybody's fucking paying attention. This world feels, like, real. Plot matters. (laughs) Things exist. Uh, One detail I really, really liked is whenever, uh, at some point, Aki is able to, like, take control of 
uh, one of Jill's monsters and like bring it over to her field and it's like the level three knight and the level three knight hops over to her side and like knee- kneels and like takes her hand like very princess and knightly style yeah it's just, it's and really she's cool. like it's very how good. does it feel to get stabbed in the back haha <laughs> ha. she's just like laughing at him but like yeah the, the, there's no light that reaches her eyes she is like she's mean but she's yeah, also, she's like like emotionless and I she's love like Mikazuki from ever. Iron Blooded Orphans I love her. Very much just like, I will get the job done and not feel anything yeah. about it. Like, if, it's pl- it's playing Haunted House Breakbeat as she's doing her shit. Her theme is really good if this is her theme. It's so good. Like, if you didn't watch this episode and instantly, like, at least be somewhat in love with her, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, she's so cool. She's like, my Valentine too. Yeah. But no, like, she is she not. Actually she's gets so much win. meaner. She's, oh, I mean, in terms of just like a cool woman. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's cool. Guy than who's my. only ever seen one cool woman. Oh, just, I, I agree. She is cooler than my. She's not hitting on a fucking high schooler. Guy who's only seen one uh, Yu Gi Oh woman duel because that's the only ones who have been allowed to duel. Franchise getting a lot of my Valentine vibes from this. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, for yeah, a long the, time, this is as good as good as it gets for um, Yu Gi Oh women. So enjoy. Well, it. it's you, pretty fucking you good. You don't say. So I, I don't I don't necessarily mind that because it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, she 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 eventually like wins. She she does a thing late in the duel where she kind of like makes the black garden wilt and it has three rose tokens in there. And by doing that, like she's able to destroy plant monsters from her graveyard that resummons um resummons black rose dragon to like beef it up and Yeah, and the, she can, like, like that's how the card works. This is how the real card works. Like, um, you can dump monsters on the field with attack, yada yada. But Black Rose is back. Let's fucking go. Yeah, and it, she does. She does a thing where she like she, uh, I guess, sends one of her graveyard monsters to fuck. I've been playing so much Pokemon. I want to call it the Lost Zone now. Uh, banish, banish one of the monsters to like set the attack of level seven knight to zero, so she can just like tear through it and again kill Jill in real life. <laughs> Yeah, they do do that thing where she drops to 50 life points, so you yeah, know what's about to happen. Yeah, which is how you know she's gonna win! Um, she also, has protagonist powers, it's the best. Yeah. One of the other things that Jill does that I do want to call attention to, because it's really cool, so she before she finally kills him, um, she does attack him once before uh, with uh, his own monster, and he has to physically defend himself with his physical dual disc shield. Yeah, uh, that's cool. fucking rules. Oh, yeah, you have a dual disc shield, that's right. Because it would have like literally slashed him open otherwise yeah, yeah earlier on he does get like a cut on his face and he like wipes it away with a handkerchief which yeah, is why I, fucking... which is why i don't think it's just i mean sam don't say anything but that's why i don't think it's just black rose dragon i think like aki just has the fucked up ability to if you die in the game you die in real life anyone <laughs> she's allowed she can do that yes no absolutely <laughs> i believe in women's rights and wrongs <laughs> uh and, like, the crowd goes completely fucking silent when she, like, attacks and kills Jill. Because she yeah, killed how does a man. He, die? <laughs> he because, did die. Because she just executed a man in front of a live audience. Does it actually and, show it, like, explicitly I mean, that he's he, dead? He, he drops to the ground. It's it's one of those things where, like, like it you four kids probably didn't even need to edit that much, just like the dialogue yeah. to like see you still see him still like falling over, but like yeah. based on what they're cr- saying in the sub, this man is no longer alive. Yeah. Yeah, and boy did they edit that dialogue. because um, <laughs> this is the other good thing that they do with um with Ransborg. Um right as he's taking the damage that makes him lose the duel, he drops the Shakespearean accent. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> so, this, this so, fucking guy. So he goes, he like he's like mid-sentence, and he's like, oh, no, some like, you know, over-the-top line. And he goes, oh, man, I can't lose. I spent all year making this special costume. Great. That's just, funny. Uh, just full, like, sad boy fucking pathetic yeah. mode. It's great. He, he's gone and like everyone is booing her like it's a fucking wwe match and though again mr science he is dead yeah she yeah. she kind of does deserve this one because she did just murder a man no this guy sucks it's good that he died no i uh, listen i love her but i do understand where the crowd is coming from on this one yeah, yeah. um and how about how about that fucking ending though yeah so <laughs> god like a- after after that, like we, Akutsu says, there's there's no mo- no moment signal from the battle. Um, but like Which is Jack weird, and Yusei, but, you know, yeah, Jack and Yusei's arms are like out, ooh, out, ooh, yout, youch, still, still pretty, pretty hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, um, there's like there's a little cutaway with um Yusei and Gregor where he's like grabbing his arm and some shit, and he's like, oh no, I like I feel something, and Gregor looks at him and he goes, oh, you know her, some ancient mystical bond, perhaps. G- great. <laughs> And it's like, hmm, hit the nail on the head, buddy. Tremendous. Uh, Fucking, we see anime Columbo in the stands. Like, (laughs) some dude, some dude with, like, swoopy hair and a trench coat. Like, and we've seen him before, like, watching Aki, and he's like, oh, I'm proud of you, but your battle's just beginning. And that man's name was Albert Einstein. (laughs) Yeah, we have no fucking clue who this guy is. He's just there in the crowd. He's cool. He's, he seems all right. He's like Looker from Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and before we completely wrap up, I fucking completely forgot about this because it wasn't in my notes where it happens. Um, but while they've been like fairly consistent in the like animated real life card effects, these episodes, I do have something really funny. Um, so Gregor's fucking card Delta Reactor doesn't exist, I don't think, or at least uh-huh. doesn't work like it does in the anime because. Um, the way that Skyfire has to be summoned is you dump, uh, the reactors like, um, like Neos' contact fusion from GX. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, they get a monster later called Dark Flattop, which is a synchro and it looks cool. And in real life it says, oh, just summon Skyfire. Like, don't worry about the conditions. And that's not how that works. You have to summon it normally first. before <laughs> you can. And just saying ignore the summoning conditions doesn't negate that. So it just doesn't work. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, sorry to fucking ruin the impact of that ending, <laughs> but God. Well, that's the episode. Pretty good. Yeah, like, sets up a lot of cool shit going forward, and it's good. A- a- Aki is the new uh, coolest character in the show, it seems. Uh, and before we move on to questions, since Dan's not here, I figure I'd do a little Beyond Tomb World, because I don't imagine we're going to see Mr. Uh, I don't imagine we're going to see Mr. Jill anymore, considering he's dead and in hell. <laughs> I would um, guess not. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Tomb World! So, this is a Beyond Tomb World, not on fucking Eric Stewart, because come on. Um, <laughs> on his Japanese voice actor, Yoji Ueda. Uh, he was born August 7, 1971, in Hyogo, Japan. <laughs> And he's he's been at it for a while, but like a lot of his roles, a lot of his like more notable roles start in like the, the mid 2010s. But uh, the other Yu-Gi-Oh character that we would have known him as is Kozaki, who is the fucking weird like 
demonic secretary guy that they fight in GX when they're trying to get to Ju- Judai as the Supreme King. Do you remember this guy, Audrey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, so that, yeah that's the same guy. Yeah, he's like this like fucking like imp demon in like a salary man outfit. Um, Isn't he, he Speedwagon? Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's dubbed over um, Roger Bumpass in I the Spongebob like, movie. I was like, I know I know this name. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he dubbed over Roger Bumpass in the Star- uh, Spongebob movie. He's Squidward, which is always fun. Fuck yeah, we love um, to see it. In the second best video game of all time, probably, Bloodborne, uh, he voices a character called Blood Minister, and I can only imagine that that is the guy from the very first cutscene who's like, hey, welcome to Yarnum. You're going to have a terrible fucking time. Take this blood, though. Um, he's like, <laughs> from, like the kind of like cutscene intro before you even get to start playing the game, I think. That's who I'm assuming the Blood Minister is. Uh, he's been in a lot of Gundam series. Shit, in, uh, really? 20... In Gundam Thunderbolt, he's a character called Sebastian Morse. In the uh, Kukuru's Doan's Island movie that came out last year, he's a character called Waldo Wren, who I'm assuming is either a previous Knights of Wren member or just like one of the fucking new Zeon characters they made for that movie. Probably the latter. They had um, to find him. That's why he's only in the movie. Yeah, uh, and in Gundam The Witch and Mercury, he plays uh, K- Kananji, who actually showed up in the prologue. He's the dude in the big ear view who killed Suleta's father and is like, he comes back near the end of the first half of the season oh, as like the commander shit. of Cathedra forces. Shit, yeah, that guy. That guy, yeah. Um, I know him. He's He's been in a couple other things. Uh, he's Gamakichi in Naruto. My big oh, frog the, the younger big frog, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. he's two frogs in Naruto. Oh, what's the other one? Mubi. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I mean, I, I imagine you don't want you to have a bespoke actor for every single big frog. Yeah. Um, um, for me, I, I'm just looking at his list now. Uh, he's Cap and Sunny Boy, which makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, Sunny Boy, good anime, fucking weird, but, yeah. <laughs> but good. Uh, he was he was Drive Knight in One Punch Man. Um, oh shit! Okay. He is the Dark Elf Astos in Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Zero, which is a good video game. It is the video game of all time. Uh, as Audrey mentioned, one of his most notable roles is uh, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as Robert E. O. Speedwagon. Best girl, Speedwagon. We love Speedwagon. Uh, he was Console D in Xenoblade Three, a game that is near and dear to my heart. And here's something that uh, I kind of pick. I, I noticed these, and, and I'd like you to uh, lend me your ear on this one, Audrey, because in Transformers Cyberverse... Okay, yeah. He voices... Uh, I'll go in order from least to most important. I, I'm, I'm guessing by the order these were listed in. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpha Trion. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Ramjet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thrust. He's, he voices Ramjet and Thrust? Does he also voice Dirge? Uh, no, but he voices Drift. Uh, okay, fuck. Sorry. No, yeah. we're good. A ca- there's a character called Macadam? Yes! Macadam? Macadam, yeah, oh there's there Macadam. Is. Cool. Macadam, uh, Macadam is um, uh, the owner of a bar. Um, he cool. barely shows up in the. Hope he, is a milk bar. He. It's an oil bar, McAdams Oil Bar, specifically. Awesome. Uh, specifically, yeah. um, he was a prime. Don't worry about it. Um, cool. uh, he also voiced Ratchet. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, Ratchet. Um, um, but that's why our general chat and Prime Cut server is called McAdams. Ah. Yeah. Uh, he voiced Soundwave. Sure does. Okay. 
And 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 I guess the first one that's listed, which I'm assuming is a main character, Wheeljack. Yeah, Wheeljack's ugly as fucking Cyberverse, but I do love him. Cool, cool, dude. <laughs> he has a fucking goatee. It sucks. Oh, I don't like when they do. Oh, okay. He's a what the fuck? What? It's like it's less of a goatee and more looks like a fucking like Pharaoh's chin piece, he also but like is, not good. Isn't a negligee. Yeah. I mean, like, at this point, Wheeljack is ugly in more universes than he's not. Wheeljack is in a negligee in Cyberverse. I'm, like, that's really I'm the only f- description for it. Um, I'm trying to figure out what kind of vehicle he's supposed to be. I can't tell if it's supposed to be, like, a rally car or, like, some so, kind of weird sports car. A lot of Cyberverse takes place on Cybertron, so their, their oh, designs sure. are supposed to look more alien. Um, right, I can see than- that. Uh, a lot of Transformer series, but it's really funny. It's mostly really funny that he voices both Ramjet and Thrust, um, mm-hmm. because they are literally two characters who are basically in every scene together. They're two. They're two peas in a pod. They're they're two members of a trine. Cool. <laughs> you, you, you joke, but they are literally two peas in a pod. Cool. Like, and and there's a third piece somewhere who's not him. Dirge. Though I I actually can't remember if Dirge is in Cyberverse. Starscream's kill, kills all the all the seekers. Sure. He uh they all they all uh they all um commit ritual suicide for him. No, that's class that's classic Starscream. Well, not really. He, he create does ritual murder with all of them. Anyway, not a big big anyway, deal. Very funny that's stuff. Beyond- <laughs> That's Beyond Toon World. Thank you, Yoji Ueda. Thank you, Jill DeLanceborg. Uh, goodbye, you're in hell. Sorry. Thank very you sorry. very much, uh, Eric Stewart, and see you in hell. Yeah, I'll see you in another week when you voice right. another character. Yeah. Yes. There are only four voice... Like, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but there are only four four kids voice yeah. actors. That's what the four and four kids stands for. There's yeah, four it's, kids. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um... Now it's time for questions. If you want to send us a question, you can go to Twitter at PodAgreedCast, or you can go to our Millennium Bag Discord channel. Um, I got the one on Twitter, Audrey, if you want to grab the Discord ones. Sure, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, friend of the show, Eraviru asks, haven't seen those episodes yet, but based on the prompts, what about you would be most likely to get you called a witch and burn at the stake in the old days? Uh, uh, fucking women. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I was gonna, I was gonna say like I'm double jointed, oh. I can bend my arm and fingers in fucked up ways, and everyone loved that shit in fourth grade. But I feel like back then that'd be a little alarming. Sorry, but no. Your answer's better. No, d- different, different answer. I'm Jewish. I'd be burned automatically. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fucking, uh, I'm pretty basic, so I don't know. I don't do anything special. I guess maybe that I have glasses. You sir, you survived. You never got called a witch. <laughs> what are what are what are our Discord questions, Audrey? Um, our Discord questions. Our first one is from Shadow Sandbag. Which host could most use Yusei's tutelage? Is this just just what? Which of us is worse at Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, yeah, wh- wh- of which the three of us, of us is here? The- it's probably Max. It's probably me. I feel like yeah. I think Audrey's won more Cup of Greed games than I have. Um, I remember. I can think of maybe in the last three years one time that a combo I wanted to do actually worked out. So I would like. I would very much, if you're offering me $500,000 or lunch with Yusei Fudo, I'm taking the lunch with Yusei Fudo, suckers. <laughs> I, know how, I know how to make real money. <laughs> yeah, like, he he starts off already kind of being a combo fiend, and by the end of the series, it gets fucking insane. <laughs> Great. Um, from Kether Teradyne, if you were standing hidden in a doorway wearing a trench coat, what would your sinister one-liner be, and who? what would you be watching? Hmm. All I can think about is just the scene from the Yakuza movie with 
Majima and Kirio looking and Kirio and Majima being like, switch with me, I can't see. Because they're leaning out yeah. for this side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, his, on his eye patch side. Um. I would be I would be standing in a in a, in a dark hallway, cool trench coat, popped collar trench coat specifically, and I'd say, huh, they don't know what's coming next. As I walk out of the movie theater. <laughs> Oh shut oh, the fuck I'm up. So, I have something I, I need to I need to tell you guys about when we stop recording on that note, actually. Oh, is it about Scream Six? <laughs> yes, it was. And specifically about the, the moviegoers as opposed to the movie. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh fucking I don't know. I'd probably be in the back corner of like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh tournament and be like, they don't know I uh I stole the fucking trade binder. <laughs> I'll see you fucking later. <laughs> they don't know I ate the cards. Are yeah. You- <laughs> RDJ voice, they don't know I ate the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, from Solid Snack, on a scale of 98 to 100, how cool is Aki? Because you know it ain't less than 98. 198. It's a, oh, it's, it's a fucking thousand, baby. Get that shit out of yep. here. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and then Hornmeister, finally. Which Yu-Gi-Oh character should be knighted by Prince Charles? Down with the monarchy. Swag. Which 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 Yu-Gi-Oh character? It's and it can't be jokes. He's fucking dead. Misawa, which one of them I actually guess. Actually, is like one of those weird. Ang- yeah, no, it's Misawa. <laughs> Fuck that guy, <laughs> Sir Bashi Misawa. Mean, possibly Pegasus as well. Oh, Pegasus fucking deserves Pegasus it. Pegasus yeah. and I, like to say the words Pegasus J Crawford in the same tone of voice as saying the words Sir Elton John. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I feel like that's almost cheating because he's ar- he definitely already is knighted. Therefore, there's no need for him to become knighted. He, he's not. He's American. So, so he, he has a lot of money. Elon Musk isn't knighted. Yeah, well, Elon Musk isn't likable. Pegasus is. I love him. <laughs> if My he's father. not, he fucking should be. That's the point. <laughs> You should be Sir Maximilian Pegasus. That actually, that's my biggest, my biggest uh, uh, evidence that he's not is that he doesn't go around insisting being called. Oh, because he would be very oh, insistent, he, he wouldn't would. he? Yeah. Actually, it's Sir Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> God, yes. I miss that guy. <laughs> Too bad his eye exploded. <laughs> Too bad he's definitely dead. Too bad. Too he's bad he's dead. super dead. <laughs> well. That's our questions. Thank you all. Uh, and that's about our podcast. Um, I don't know what order we do these things in, so I'm just going to say personal plugs are going to come first this yeah. week. Sam, uh, where can we find you? Um, you can find me, as long as it keeps existing, on Twitter at uh, FraidFate, F-R-A-Y-E-D-F-A-T-E. Um, same at on Discord, bouncing around in like the Pot of Greed, uh, Wow Cool Robot, and Prime Cuts Discords under various bad joke pseudonyms that's it oh yeah audrey hi i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr and twitter and co-host uh optimum on prime that's my funny robot internet joke if you want to know more about that you should listen to the other podcast i did do which sam just mentioned called prime cuts which i host with friend of the show nero it's about transformers it's a non-linear history of the franchise on television we just started beast wars this week um it's a wacky series and not good to look at, but pretty good dialogue. Um, I um, am also starting a new podcast that I don't have more details about right now that's going to be hosted on the Moonshot Network. I can say that it'll be about food. I'll nice. say that much. It's going to be mm. a show about uh, the New York food scene 
And then uh, I've also been cast in an audio drama, which I also don't have more news about. Someday I will. Super promise. Um, but not at the moment. But again, keep your ears open for that. Max. Cool. Hope we talk about pizza in that podcast. Um, we will. <laughs> fuck yeah. I love that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm Max. I'm on Twitter and Tumblr and co-host at Maxi Bajillion. I have other podcasts. Uh, aside from Potter Greed, I do Wow Cool Robot, as Sam mentioned. Uh, it's a Gundam show. We talk about Gundam media property. Um, I've been taking a break because this this month of my life is basically hell. Um, but April is when I'm going to kick back up with Walkuro about we'll be talking about not only, uh, War in the Pocket, but also G-Witch, since G-Witch comes back in April, which I'm very excited for. Um, that's on Twitter, Walku Podcast. I have another show called Slappers Only, which is a Fidigi music show on podcast. That's also on a break, because again, I can, Podigree is the only thing I can really record this month. Uh, but our next episode is going to be on Final Fantasy XIV of Realm Reborn. Not any of the, um, expansions just yet, because they're so big that they get their own episodes. Um... And we have been Pod of Greed. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Pod of Greed Cast. I think just Pod of Greed on Tumblr. Uh, we're on co at Pod of Greed as well. Uh, not using that much yet, but we'll set more of that up in the future. We're on Patreon at Pod of Greed. You can donate. $1 a month will get you a bonus feed with all of our bonus episodes, such as Grugio, where we watch the Minions and Despicable Me movies. Krugio, where we watch the Fast and the Furious movies. And Yugi So, where we watch uh, movies and TV shows that Sarah's worked on. And... At five dollars, oh. yes. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, if you give us a little bit more, you get your name shouted out at the end of the episode. As, in addition to that, like these people, Colton Crow. Sorry, that was bad. Colton Crow, Emery, Joelle Thomas, More Conting the Morgue, Riley Hopkins, and Shadow Sandbag. Wait, yes, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't worry about it. Don't know how to read. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and that, yeah. At Thank that you so much. You can listen. Thank you so much. At that $5, you can listen in on episodes live. And $10, you can listen in as well. And at the $10 tier, if you were subscribed for at least four months out of the year, you will get a physical real-life care package. Uh, That should be coming out, like, early spring, mid-spring to everyone. Uh, Again, March afterwards, I'm ready to go and do things. Um, And that will, I think, just about do it for this episode. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with more... Yu-Gi-Oh, as you can probably imagine, uh, I set myself face down into a bed of poison ivy. Oof, youch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pretty itchy. <laughs> I set myself into a uh, bowl of facial cleanser to wipe off, wipe off the drag ma- makeup I put on to impersonate my sister, and then my turn. <laughs> I, um, as I set myself face down, the LARP armor that I had on, uh, fucking collapses into a pile of dust as I also die and I'm sent to hell. Oh, <laughs> and my turn. <laughs> <laughs>